0: Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring.
1: You to get bored by baseball. Okay, one thing nice. the game needs is more people like you, you, you. You still have pro men run around
0: tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Sal This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford.
1: All right, everybody, baseball is not boring. Yes, not boring. You know how I know. My voice is hoarse from screaming it from the mountaintops. I'm here at spring training hearing sounds like this and like this. Oh, my goodness, is there anything better? Well, listen, a year ago, remember that. A year ago, everyone was saying that baseball was on its deathbed. You had the heart of the lockout. Everybody was saying, well, who cares? Apathy. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter. Baseball's already dead. They've already dug their own grave. So forth and so on. There's no coming back from this. There's no chance. And, of course, all of that was ridiculous. The smart people knew that at the time because you were going to get it back. And when it came back, it was going to be this crazy free agency, which it was. And then you're going to have baseball with a a sense of, I don't want to say desperation, but a sense of urgency to get Back in the hearts and minds of the casual fan. Which, by the way, they own the casual fan when it comes to the other sports. That is a fact. Look it up. But... A year ago, you had that narrative. You had that feeling. And now we're a year later. So I thought it was good, as spring training starts, to take its stock of things and see how far baseball has come, where it's at. And there's no better person to do that than the guy who is at the top of the mountaintop when it comes to reporters, baseball reporters. That's Ken Rosenthal. So I sat down with Ken, and we talked about the state of baseball looking back at a year ago, and also looking back at how far baseball come, breaking down... a microcosm of what I think that was a good step in the right direction for baseball. And that was just his interviews in the dugout in the playoffs after key, key moments. I mean, seconds after they were taking steps in the right direction in terms of saying, Hey, you know what? This is entertaining. This is entertainment. The players understood it. Baseball understood it. The network understood it. That was just one small example, but I I loved it. Ken broke it down and, and uh, I think that you'll enjoy it too. All right. Subscribe, listen, rate leave a nice review all that we are down in spring training going to be here the whole time heading into the regular season please uh hit me up on social media if you have any requests if you have any ideas for the podcast but we're going to keep them coming every single day during the week five days a week at least uh good wbc talk coming out from our good friend sean spradling a lot of good stuff but today today it's a good time to reflect and there's no better person to reflect with than Ken Rosenthal. All right, one year later, Ken Rosenthal, The Athletic. Um, you were in the belly of the beast when it came to the lockout. Doesn't see? Do we? Did we forget about the lockout? Like immediately, almost? Do you feel like,
0: or do you, is there anything that still lingers? Oh, it still lingers. It's <laughs> left scars, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> to some degree, yes. We've moved on, but. Evan Drell has a really interesting story in The Athletic today, and I'm not trying to just promote us, but baseball just formed this economic reform committee. And it's to discuss, have the owners, some of them on the committee, discuss the differences, the problems between large market and small. Basically, they're upset with Cohen. And we're one year into the agreement. Cohen is doing nothing illegal under the agreement. In fact, he is following the rules perfectly. They created the tax for him. And he said, okay, I'll blow by that too. But the issues that permeate the sport are not going away. They never are going away. The sport is a very unique economic system, and there are just problems with it. Arbitration's another one. Yeah. The owners just crush the players in arbitration pretty much, 13 to 6 in the hearings. That's unusual. That's a wider spread than usual. And... People say, "Well, why didn't the players accept the owners' offer to go do away with arbitration? Do this formula-based plan for those three to six-year players?" Players say, "Well, because it's attached to other things. We didn't like. Okay, whatever." But that's a problem. The big market, small market, is a problem. So these things never kind of go away. They linger, and the money spent this offseason shows us the sport is quite healthy, but not to say the sport doesn't have all these different issues
1: well it's interesting as you're talking i'm thinking the last time they had the cba stuff right and there was i remember being in here in the clubhouse and jd martinez was like you know 80 percent of the teams aren't trying we prioritize the wrong things because now the free agents were getting the, the, the priority in this is a very simplistic way of looking at it back then was bus ride schedule off days. This and everything. is the
0: 2017. Yes, yes, yeah,
1: and so that's why everyone thought when you're going through the lockout, everyone was dug in. But to your point, you're never you're never going to solve this. I mean, you're never going to solve this. So I just want to ask you. So going back a year ago, when when it was when it was, we didn't know it was toward the end. It was actually like. A lot of people were down about it. Like baseball, never come back, and everything. We had all and, that stuff. And yeah, yeah. never have it, right? I mean, this is—it's—it it's like, always comes back. It always comes back. And so, but looking back at that time to where it is now, what is the thing that? If you, I mean, it's hard even to look back at that time. But what was the thing that you were like? Well, why were we chasing this? Like, why? Why was this such a big issue? And when? But to your point, there were probably a lot bigger issues that we weren't chasing.
0: Well, I felt all along that the lockout was unnecessary and that the deal they ultimately agreed to is a deal that they could have had November 15th -hmm. if the two sides didn't despise each other and have this incredible history of loathing each other the way they do. As far as the agreement itself, it actually was a step forward for players. Mm -hmm. The thresholds got raised. That was good. They did some things for the younger players. Those were good. But... Players ultimately didn't get nearly what they initially wanted, mm-hmm. which is understandable. They wanted quicker arbitration, quicker free agency. That wasn't gonna happen. The owners want a salary cap, that's never gonna happen. So it was fine. The deal ultimately was fine, <laughs> but it was a waste of three and a half months or whatever it was, because if they had any kind of decency in their relationship, this could have been solved a lot easier
1: your name has come up a lot on a lot of these podcasts for the reason of the interviews that you did and Fox did during, because it was sort of a microcosm of the acceptance of players, understanding and baseball understanding too. like, listen, we we have to, we can't be so hidden. We can't worry about our brands. We can't. And we talked about your interviews. For instance, I right after key moments in the world series and dugouts and our good friend, Joe Kelly said this, he said, Hey, listen, um, it's not only doing the interviews, but no one in the background is giving the side eye about about doing it. Using that, Joe might
0: have been if he was there.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> he, he probably would have got up and like, <laughs> tried to take over the background. I don't know, but but I think that um, it was that that is just one example of I think. Off of the lockout, maybe... I look at last year as a whole, and I'm not getting into like all the stuff that we just talked about, but just the acceptance of we have to be a more personality-driven game. And you're in the middle of it. Did
0: you get that sense at all? It's funny, Rob. I didn't think about it like that. Now, I know for many years, Fox has wanted that kind of access, Mm -hmm. and it just hasn't happened. I don't know if it was related to the lockout, that it happened in this particular Mm -hmm. case... Perhaps it was, and certainly it's good to highlight the players. Now, just to clear up one thing before we go any further, fans had a some fans had a misconception about this whole thing. This was not me barging into the dugout without the players knowing about it. Who ever said that? Did people say that? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, Get him out of the dugout. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball approved it. The players approved it. In fact, certain players. Said, no, well, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Honored that, of course. There was one player, it was JT Realmuto, who initially didn't want to do it, and then Salt was going on and so said, I can do that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Because it was really only two questions. At right. That's when I went to go in there. So, it was different, and it is a little weird during a game, seeing that understanding that, Ken, but it brought
1: life to oh these guys. Ken, I'm like, I'm thinking... And you, you tell me, could you ever ever imagine 10 years ago? No. Forget forget about, like, in-game. Like, oh, yeah, okay, hockey does in-game, whatever. But this is after these historic moments. It, it, when you're doing it, I know you're in the moment and everything, but when you, can you ever look back and say, I can't believe that I got a chance to ask a guy seconds after he did this what he was feeling?
0: No, I can't believe it. And you're right, Rob. The way you... Framed it there was right that 10 years that I could never imagine. Oh. So it was really cool, and I thought that it served its purpose. It showed the guys in the moment the intensity, mm-hmm. uh, just the fire in their eyes. and Harper, we did Harper after he hit the whole run off Suarez, really beside the NLCS. It was like the eighth inning, and he was into it. And I remember the most vivid one to me beside that one, which was, of course, the biggest mm-hmm. moment. Brandon Marsh hit a home that I think it was the day they had five homers off the Padres. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Stuff. Brandon Marsh was like... He could barely talk and he was so excited. He was so fired up. It was great, in my view, for people to see that. To see these guys in their element like that. We don't often see that. Those post-game interviews I do, the guys, they've settled down by that. Yeah. For the most part. So, yeah. Maybe that did come out of the lockout, Rob. It's a good point. I'm not sure.
1: Well, I, I just feel like... There was, as we said, like, there was this false narrative of baseball's dead. Oh, if this goes another week. And sure enough, they come out of Jupiter and there wasn't, like, there wasn't movement. And then it gets settled not too long after. But we always said also it's going to be crazy offseason. It's going to be a three-week offseason. That's going to help it. And then I'll come back to the personality part of it. We've talked about this with a bunch of people about how baseball players... Are more worried about their brand, and you tell me if you you agree with this? Is that I think that because they're around each other so much, a lot of times that it was this. I don't want to show my personality because I don't want to be ridiculed because I have to go in and sit next to the guy, and they'll be like, "Oh, look at what did you do?" I feel like we took a little bit step forward of, of, of players' understanding across the board. It's okay. It's okay.
0: It is different now. There's no question. I started in 87, yeah. players were tough then, it was a different time and that culture that you described, that don't be an individual, was really prominent in the sport and it's changed, society's changed with that. Sure, like, yeah. Know, over the years. So, in my view it's a lot healthier, these guys now, they're pretty polished, even by the time they get to the big leagues, yeah. the, the better ones. and. They know what we do. They get it. They get how it builds their brand, and some of them are not comfortable with it, and others are. But much more are comfortable now than they were. So, yeah, times have changed in that regard for the better, for sure. Do you but,
1: think? Do you think it's un- the part of that is because they know how important it is?
0: Yes, some of them understand the personality part of it and how that plays. A guy like Trout does not really care about that. And remember Manfred a couple of years ago said, he doesn't do enough or whatever. Okay, but that's him. Mm -hmm. Other guys are much more open to it. And hey, they have their own podcast, some of them. They have their own uh, Instagram identity. Right, that's another thing. It's a much different world.
1: Yeah, and and this is acceptance of, hey, you know, um, oh, am I drawing a blank? The Cubs has their own podcast. Uh, So. Enap. Enap. Yeah. Enap. Okay, you know it's, and this goes back to I remember this is way back, but Kurt Schilling had the his blog. It was like, oh my goodness, you know he's getting his message out on his own. Now everybody does that, but there still was this reluctance to show that. And I think that there is still that fine line, though, Ken. I think that yes, there is. Yeah, there's a fine line. It's not only because. Some guys, oh, I'll show you on Instagram on my terms, right? Right. Like, and that's what those interviews in the in the playoffs are so great about. They, they were They on on reality's terms, right? You know, that's what we want.
0: And also, the instructions that I received for those, and really what we wanted to, do, it was not all that intrusive in yeah. terms of what I was asking. What I was essentially asking, was, look it. So. A guy can handle that in the middle of the but I wasn't going to say to Bryce, hey man, like, fourth year of your $330 million contract. <laughs> it wasn't going to be like that. So, it was pretty narrowly defined, which was good. And I was fortunate to, I had the Phillies all the way through. Yeah. And that team, they loved it. Not every team loved it. The Padres, not as much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that the Dodgers did when they were involved. It would have been real interesting if the Yankees advanced to see how they would have handled that. But the Phillies, they they embraced it. And I, I actually have to give Harper a lot of credit because they looked at him. Right. He was fine with it. So if he's fine with it, we're fine with
1: it. That's a huge part of it, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. huge part of it. Yeah.
0: That status matters to the players. Yeah. Uh, if if Bryce Harper's like down on it guess
1: what? <laughs> it's not happening. So to go back to the original question or thought or conversation, I you're, we're here a year later and through all like the, the minutia of, of the finances and the money, we know that free agency was like shocking off free agency. Right. Which is like for fans. It's like, cool. It's cool. Right. Yeah. It's like, why can't everyone be like Steve Cohen? Right. Or Peter Seidler. Or yeah. Peter Seidler. Right. This is, we, we like this. Um, as we head here into the the meat and potatoes of spring training, do you feel like baseball is in a better place than, like, say, two years ago? All, all these things that we're talking about, because this is—it's not only about a financial thing; it's not about a personality thing; it's about an eyeball thing. You and I. You know, we, we we want people to like love the game that we love. Right. So do you feel that, that, that we're on the right track there? Yes,
0: and I think the rules changes are going to help. Mm. The pitch clock in particular. Uh, that needed to happen. Probably needed to happen 10 years ago. But a quicker pace in this sport, we all love it for what it is, but a quicker pace wouldn't kill anybody. Yeah. And that, I expect, will help the increased emphasis on athleticism with possibility for more stolen bases, the shift restrictions, all that's good. The streaming thing seems to be coming to a head, and if baseball can get rid of the blackouts and find a way to get into the 21st century there will be helpful, 22nd to whatever century we're in, but at some point that has to happen. And I do see these as positive steps. Now, there are always going to be negatives, yeah, but the sport is...
1: What is thing? Undeniably in a good place. Okay, so what is the thing do you think, like, this is what they're missing? Like, okay. The blackouts. Blackouts. Streaming. That, that's, that's it.
0: That's, that's one. The rules change. I'm anxious, anxious to see yeah. how it plays out. I'd actually like the schedule it, being through division games to it. That's going to be a healthy change, in my opinion. I don't want to see more playoffs. I think we're at a good Yeah, <laughs> we have enough. Uh, expansion is probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. We'll have expanded playoffs again then, maybe, but... I don't know that much more needs to be done i always would like to see more attention and publicity for the stars they've gone a long way toward making that happen the sport has it's never been a but to your point but play. to your point
1: they are who they are like yes. that's that's the thing that i think that people have to get their head around
0: yes
1: you know it's it's it, Trout is the obvious example we uh trevor story is a for the boston red sox he's a really good player but he's you know, he's a low key guy. Yeah. It is it's and so yeah, so that we can't force feed it in other words. No,
0: and it should never be force fed. In fact, if anything, trout should be appreciated, Trevor too, for being who they are. Yeah. It's like Trout, pretty simple guy. Yeah. Goes out and has great year every year, he stays healthy. And that's all he wants to do. Right. That's fine. Yeah. And then you've got a guy like Correa, who obviously has a different personality. That's fine, too. That's the beauty of it. We have all of these different cultures represented, all these different personalities represented. That, to me, has always been the beauty of the game.
1: As we sit here, where were you a year ago? Were you chasing around some labor lawyers? Yes, I was. Oh, that sounds awful.
0: It was awful. And I remember right at the end... The lock it in? like
1: mid-March, Are they, right? Uh, yeah, like early March
0: 10th. Okay, so I didn't go to Jupiter for those. Oh, videos, good God, that God was bless you! Roof, yeah, oh, awesome. But then we were in New York and we were in New York at the very end. Evan Drelick, Andy McCullough, and I were sitting there talking. This is the last day now. This is the day that they had to reach an agreement, or games were going to be lost. And I felt then and now that if games were lost, you would have. History fans in a big way. That was yeah. That and was you know they've come back yes, but th- that was the dividing line. And Evan, this is a funny story about Evan. Oh, you good, know,
1: I like stories yes, about Evan.
0: Uh, Evan, who just covered labor up and down, he loves it. Yeah. He's sitting there telling Andy, "I right. mean, he, oh, he's done hit. nothing today. Go another month. You just keep going." I'm like Evan, you don't get it. Recover baseball. You cover this crap. <laughs> recover baseball. This has to end today for baseball. And it did. Not without some last-minute craziness. But, yeah, I was just chasing this ridiculous. All <laughs> stuff. It was, I mean, uh, it, to your point. I don't know that Warden wanted that. No, I, no, he never. That's uh, listen, we all.
1: That was his. As you put it, like that it's was his. Beat. That was his game. That was his beat. And, and there was a lot of eyeballs on it. Like it wasn't. It wasn't about you know, jumping. Uh, the the enthusiasm of the on field for So we get that. Um, but it is. I do think. And I'm looking forward to seeing the WBC. I'm not. I all these years at WBC. I've always been like. Speaking of the side eyes, giving the side eye, because I can go through the pitcher injuries. I can go through. Go to a game. Right. So. You the, go to a game. And change the whole. Place. Right. Exactly. So once it started, once it starts, you always get like this is the best thing. I feel like we're talking about perception. This time around, there is more acceptance of it leading in, than, and I know some players are dropping out. But I'm even talking about the fan perspective. We have a guy, Sean Spradling, who does a great job. Yes. I mean, just dominating like this. And I told him, I said, you found this niche of this this, this thing that people really, really love. And now we're going to get there. And I do feel like the importance of it this time around is to do what we're talking about is a springboard, right?
0: I agree. And the clubs that freak out about the possibility of players getting hurt, I get it. But there is a greater good here. Yeah. And what's the greater good? And it is really cool that... So many of the star players are involved, and it is so much fun. I've loved covering it, and this year it's actually on Fox, so I'll be really involved. Nice, with.
1: yeah. And
0: I don't know if we'll be doing the dugout stuff, we'll see. Well, you don't need to, I mean, that, that's a thing, It'll is it? It be even
1: better in that. It, oh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard yet. Yeah. Um,
0: it, it's just an amazing thing, like the Japanese team with Darvish, Otani, and Loku, uh, and Suzuki, and all the guys that they have, and then the Dominican team, which is ridiculous. Oh, it's and crazy. The US team is great. And even, I was going through Mexico and Colombia because they're in the U.S. bracket, and I was looking at this just to see who was on. Big leaders all over the yeah. place. So it's going to be really special, and the guys get into it. They do. Oh, and
1: people don't understand. Like We yeah. forget because it comes and it goes. And Adam Jones actually had a good point. He's like, teams understand how to prepare for it better more than before because it was sort of thrown together. the He's last. Right. Uh, yeah. In Team USA, he another thing he said, Team USA doing so well... That was another, and Mike Trout being a captain, you know, that's another thing. Yeah,
0: and if you go back to the last one, that catch Adam Jones made, uh, kind of well, a He, he
1: said he told me that it was maybe the second best catch in major league history. I don't know, but it's <laughs> good. Well, in his mind, in his mind. mind is, listen, I, I've never made a catch like, like number that number one,
0: Willie over his shoulder.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I think he went with that <laughs> one. But yeah, so uh, I do want to also thank well, thank you for everything. Thank you for your coverage, and uh, and I also want to thank you for the nice uh, retweet of the DB. Queenie Hall of Fame Ballad oh reveal
0: Hey Rob <laughs> That was That was as good As it gets And When I saw it Initially I, I couldn't believe How cool it was And The best part is We're all agonizing Over our Hall of Fame Ballads We have to write it You had the most fun one And nobody could say oh,
1: I, I, Well I just had to Get to eight
0: <laughs> <laughs> Plus Plus His reactions
1: cheater oh, cheater. So oh yeah cheater drugs yeah and he
0: wrote the whole thing he wrote the whole thing yeah that was yeah that was anyway i just wanted to thank no no you. it was my pleasure it's his
1: it baseballs